Hey, welcome to yet another episode of Happy Hamstrings. This is your host, Julie Brown, and today is February 11th. It is about noon, lunchtime, and I will be having my lunch soon. (laughs) I hope everybody who's listening is having a great day wherever you're at and whatever you're doing today. If you're new to this podcast, I would recommend you listen to my guest episodes, which you can find more episodes on anchor.fm forward slash happy hamstrings. It would seem that some of these podcasting apps aren't showing all of my episodes. So anyway, you can find them all there on anchor. Um, my PE teacher came to yoga. I guess it's been a few weeks ago. That really surprised me. That was the first fitness instructor I technically had, unless you count Denise Austin on TV, because Denise Austin was on TV doing aerobics. But my PE teacher made us do all kinds of exercises that I didn't want to do. So that was my first fitness instructor, technically. And she's retired now. It was such a pleasure to see her there at my yoga class. So I hope she comes back. Her, um, Her late husband was also my principal. And he, the principal, was also my sister's husband's uncle. So I was sort of like, hey, we're practically family now because I told her who my sister was, married her late husband's nephew, so small town syndrome. Anyway, I want to talk a little bit about how I'm in loud environments for my meditation spaces. And I'm here at home. You can probably hear my heater rattling. It's not necessarily freezing outside. I'm just a little cold. I just showered, so I'm going to keep my heater on during this podcast. Um, wherever I meditate, it seems like there's always something. If it's not a leaf blower outside the door, it's somebody working on something with a drill. <laughs> or it's somebody in the hallway talking extremely... Even even though I move some things to a very early time space, it seems that people want to get in the hallway and talk very loud, almost as if... Um, it's almost as if my meditation space gravitates loudness towards it it's not a loud space it's just that wherever I teach and wherever I meditate it would seem that the distractions are like gravitating towards me and then I went out in the hallway and I said something because we already had moved to an hour and a half earlier time spot so we wouldn't have all the loudness and my um my peer looks at me and says oh, sorry, and looks over at the person who was, like, giving all the gossip and says, she literally goes, I forget they're in there. (laughs) You do? You really forgot I'm in here? (laughs) You literally forgot I'm in here. And I just reminded you, so why are you still screaming? (laughs) I don't know if that's just my perspective, but, like, not screaming, just a very extreme volume for um, apologiz- apologetically screaming, I'm sorry, I forgot you're there. Like, when I've just been like, Shh, we're trying to be, you know, one, I only wanted one full minute. I had just gotten out of my mouth. The words out of my mouth Tuesday morning this was, we're only going to have this quiet time for one full minute. And it was just like I activated the universe to bring in the distractions. It was really... Actually, it's kind of funny. Like, they forgot? Really? They forgot I'm in there? Even if you did forget, I just told you so. 
pipe down when I say pipe down is what I wanted to say. Like, <laughs> not to continue. Anyway, I'm over it. That happened. I mean, it was so much going on that day. I took my laptop charger out there and it kind of freaked me out when I couldn't find my laptop charger there. Uh, I mean, when I got home, I had left it there. It, Luckily for me, it was right where I left it. But this is why um, I realized too much is riding on technology because a lot depends on that charger. Now, if you've been listening to my past episodes, I kind of talked about in one episode how my last Chromebook I lost the charger during a training at my aunt's house, and then when I bought a charger from, like, the Walmart, <laughs> one of those with multiple ends, like it goes in every kind of thing, I don't know why, but that, the generic plug kind of messed up the connection port for my last Chromebook, and then it just stopped charging altogether because I stopped using the one that came with it, so... On Tuesday, when I couldn't figure out and I wasn't sure where my charger was, the first thing I thought was, oh, no. <laughs> like, I do not want to kill another Chromebook because I don't have the right charger. So, I drove up there right away. There it was. It just freaked me out for a minute. I was panicked. <laughs> then I found it, and I was like, okay, not only is this good, it's great. Then I thought, way too much of my business rides on technology. Anyway, pertaining to in between my classes. I have a lot of classes during the day and at night. So some days I may have like a schedule that reads like I start at 5 a.m. I may work 5 a.m., 6 a.m., 10 a.m., noon, 5 p.m., 6 p.m. So back and forth. And sometimes I'll just go home when I've got like two hours or I'll go home when I've got three hours and you know, it depends on where I'm at, and I used to hang out more at one of the places until the masks were brought back, because I don't really want to hang about in a mask. Um, I will if I have to, but I thought, oh, I'll save some gas. But I didn't really save any money, because I ended up buying food that I would have had at home. So pertaining to saving money in between classes, I, even though gas is really high, I do think it's cheaper for me to take the long drive home eat at home rather than eating out, um, thinking I'm saving myself all this gas. I need to just go ahead and come home because the gas cost versus food cost, food is way more expensive right now. It's just really funny that all these distractions and all my tiredness created by these distractions, my distractions start to go outwardly. I'll give you examples. I teach at multiple places and at one place I thought some broken pieces of uh, there was like pieces of a yoga mat all over and it doesn't really help that I keep getting emails from Sonic about their waffle cone but I was like oh my gosh I better let the maintenance guy know that someone was eating a waffle cone in here <laughs> because I'm not exaggerating I thought somebody had had a waffle cone and dropped little bits and pieces all over but he came in and identified it wasn't food it was actually parts of a yoga mat so I apologized for interrupting his day I was like so sorry I'm apologizing to you right now that proves I'm hungry, right? By, by like mid-morning, I'm like so hungry. <laughs> and 3 p.m., when you wake up at 4, 3 p.m. starts to feel a little bit more like it's 7 p.m. It's really weird. I start feeling like it's late when it's not. Here's another example. I had this... <laughs> this is regarding, regarding um, kind of revisiting where I was fussing about the floors not being cleaned at one of the facilities. 
And this wasn't a test. It was just something that happened. I was not testing them. I guarantee you I wanted to keep my cup. Anyway, a few days ago, I guess it's been about a week, I accidentally dropped my plastic cup. And it explodes like glass. Like, I thought I'd gotten all the pieces up. And I totally forgot about it. I tossed it, threw it away, whatever. I forgot it even happened. Like, I'd put it out of my mind. It was just a free cup. It wasn't like I'd put a lot of money into this little cup. But anyway, I went up to teach yoga um, a few nights ago. And there is a blue shard of... And I'm thinking, oh, people are going to be taking their shoes off in here. And I thought I had found... <laughs> Like in my brain, I was like, oh my gosh, I just found a piece of blue glass and I took it to the front desk and I was like, I don't really want to radio somebody over this, but I just found like a piece of glass in the floor, like blue glass. Like why would there be? And since I thought, well, maybe it's my eyesight, which I have fine eyesight, but like I have this fine line between, you know, I can see great without my contacts if I'm like up close but some detail without my reader glasses is lost. Like I can see fine with my contacts until it comes to like little up close detail. So to resolve this, I thought, oh, I better call somebody in before anybody gets their shoes off. And I called in one of my coworkers. As I'm explaining it to her, what I found, all of a sudden it hits me. I was like, oh my God, this has been like a week and a half ago or week ago. I said, I'm the one who did this. I just realized I dropped my plastic cup and what I found, it was not glass after all. It still looked like glass, and it probably would have went in somebody's foot like the way glass would because it was shaped like a shard. But I was like, I'm so sorry. You can let them know that was my folly. Uh, I broke a cup. It's been so many days ago, I forgot. But this is further proof, not that I was trying to prove it, further proof that they just sort of push things around instead of cleaning the floor. They just sort of push it all around, and it's anything that's there, it just sort of gets scooted. Um, and they, I'm not judging them. They probably are just instructed to use like a, one of those flat little mop brooms. And then that's why we have the little dust bunnies everywhere. <laughs> and like, I'm always picking up dust bunnies constantly with the little thing. <laughs> it happens. But, um, something like that, which was in front of a doorway, it kind of hit me weird. I was like, Where's the compassion if I had had my shoes off? Like, no one would care. <laughs> Zero people would have cared. It would have been just an inconvenience for me. Whatever. I'm glad none of my students came in and found it with their foot. Because it would have been my fault. I would have been just... I would have been beside myself. I would have been devastated if I would have actually broken a cup. Not found the piece of plastic. And then actually hurt somebody. I would have been devastated. I mean, I would have been. Um, that's another example of me, like, pertaining to me outwardly projecting my distractions. <laughs> because I should have known right away what I had found. Um, here's another example. I've got too many examples. Uh, I thought I left my swimsuit in the, uh, we have these little things in the gym. And I've never, I've never been in a gym before that had this. You can, like, spin your swimsuit out and dry it. About a week ago, I was like, okay, I dried my swimsuit. I put it in a bag in a bag. Went into my car like I always do. And I thought, oh, no, what if I left it in the locker room? Like a locker room, kind of like shower room. We have like little, it's nice. We have like little private shower rooms too. And I was like, oh, no, what if my swimsuit was left in the dryer? Like the spinner 
like a, it's not like a real dryer. It's like spins out the water. Because I couldn't find it. I pulled in my gym bag. I looked around. I didn't see it. I have a ton of yoga stuff in my car. So I'm like, I didn't see it. It was actually in my car. But I went to the front desk and I actually had him look in the lost and found. Like if he can check. And he looked through the, uh, there's just pages and pages of stuff in that lost and found. And no swimsuit. Um, I really appreciate him taking the time out to help me. But this was another example of me projecting my distraction because I immediately went out to my car and looked and looked and looked and there it was under something it had rolled out of my bag and under something so that's all handled <laughs> it just made me think you know I have a lot to do inquiries it's one of the yoga things is self-inquiry and then this morning I was uh I was just beside myself. The The mascot came in. I was so happy. Uh, <laughs> and then, like, my day kind of got a hiccup in it. Like, my sister told me, don't worry about it. But, you know, I got my picture with the mascot and everything. And that was on top of the world. And then I was told when I was hired, upon being hired, that it was fine. Because I asked if I could, if I was allowed to hand out business cards especially important since they're taking percentage of my personal training money when I do personal training in there. Not, not like they get money from when I do outside of the gym work because I do personal training besides with them. Uh, being asked to desist for pertaining to certain events, it made me not, it just made me feel like confused because that should have been the stipulation when I was hired upon asking the question like, am I allowed to hand out my card? Oh yes, absolutely. You are allowed to like, it was a total flip. It was a stark contradiction to what I was told the very beginning. And, um, I actually went into an office hours directly after this happened. I spent a little time with my sister. I haven't seen in a while. And then I went into an office hours with one of my teachers and I asked her, like, when something feels personal, like, how, I know I'm not supposed to take things personally because the Four Agreements book says don't take things personally. But, like, how do you get past it when it seems like again and again and again you're just getting the toss of a coin for your benefit? Like, it's just a 50-50 chance that something will be, like, leaning into your favor at work. Another example, like, there's only, like, four or five trainers or something, and all the uh, all the events are for trainers on the same time I'm teaching. Uh, so, there's only, like, four or five of us, and I know I teach a lot of classes, but, like, there's not one of those events all semester where I can actually attend the trainer fitness trainer event, uh, which is designed for me to try to reach out to clients. Because I'm teaching during the time slot it was scheduled on. Now, I know that that's not personal, that there's just a lot of times that I'm teaching. However, the other ones that happened didn't really allow me to... I didn't feel like I was allowed to expand because I was having to answer questions on Instagram from... Uh, I know it doesn't show on the replay, but the only one asking questions was from the the staff that was like 
pre-programmed. They have probably typed it up, typed up the questions that they're going to ask me when I go live. Then they go home, log onto their phone, and pretend to be interested in purchasing packages for the sake of giving me conversation pieces, which I understand why they do that. And then the same time, I've got folks who are like interested in talking to me about training. They really want to ask questions. They're really like, oh, you're personal trainers. But now they're going to shy away from talking to me now because I'm like with my face in a phone, which is kind of rude to like, it's supposed to be um, a blended moment. Like I meet, I can meet you online. I can talk to you in person. You can talk to the trainer, but it just seems, I don't know. It seems that the way it was handled was not beneficial to me getting clients and then as I said on one of my other episodes and then somebody pops in that he was like oh I'm a new hire and I've got my shirt I didn't even know y'all were doing this and it felt too awkward to leave someone out who has just joined the team and I didn't know what else to do and I kind of got something said to me for giving up my chair and I said well I thought we were all-inclusive for our coworkers, and it was the same department. I don't know. I just felt really, I'm not mad. <laughs> I just feel really confused because it seems that I'm back into a place and it's probably just my perspective, but it feels like that people who make decisions on the behalf of a large company are never connected. They're always very detached. And by detached, I mean, sitting behind a desk in the group meeting, leaving it before dark 30 comes, unless it's specifically for a specific event that specifically requires attendance. Um, The teachers aren't necessarily that interested in each other's classes because they're all so busy with their own life, which is normal. That's totally normal. But I'm trying to make an effort to merge into the community. And that's kind of what I felt like I was doing. Because I only handed out for like, I'm guessing there was 400 chairs laid out. I maybe handed out nine cards. And I was already on my way out the door leaving when something got said to me. And I'm not taking it personally. I'm just confused why the stipulation wasn't noted. Am I allowed, I asked three years ago, am I allowed to uh, hand out cards? The stipulation should have been... Yes, but check with me if there's a function. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. It just seems like, um, it seems like everything's starting to pedal backwards to where I feel like I'm back in the warehouse again, and I don't want that to happen. So I've already made a firm decision. This spring, I'm going to stop being like, if you're listening and you're my student, first of all, you are my priority, but I'm going to stop being like, 100% devoted to being in service and devoted to um, just pouring myself into um, providing. Like, I have to provide for me first. Obviously, we are in a place in this world where we have to work and make money. We have to work with other people and let other people make decisions if we're not the owner of the business or the manager or the department head. We're always at the mercy of others unless we're the ones with our name on the door, as it were. It's just that we move into a place where um, it's strange. Like, I have really high expectations because I know people are capable of so much more than, than they even realize. And so maybe sometimes when I hold people to a high standard, it's like that. It's like, um... I hold myself to too high of a standard 
And then I pour all of my devotion, all of my time, and I feel like I must be in service. Uh, it's time for me to be in service to myself because I've spent way too much time in my life like looking out for everybody <laughs> and feeling like I can fix things. I, that's, that's false. I can't fix. There's nothing to fix. Um, like if some, like I'm, see, here's where I get to where I'm like, I don't want to be backpedaling, but I'm just saying it is great to be devoted to your clients, your service, your industry. However, it starts to take a toll on you when, um, the authoritarian type personalities begin to surround you. Um, just um, constant, like it's constant. You know what I mean? Like I can't even make a Facebook post without someone like inboxing me, like trying to get in on my business that has no decision making in my business. And they think just because that they're a decision maker in a small particle of my life that they think they can control a decision I make about my personal fitness business. That's not true. If I work for like, let's say I work for 15 gyms and then I post about an event that I'm about to have. Uh, if you're my supervisor at one of 15 gyms and I'm having my personal business have a thing, don't inbox me about it unless you're going to pay, uh, pay me like a tip or something. You know what I mean? Don't pay me advice. Don't try to control the function that I've already been engaging with. Like, I don't even really want to go into a lot of details. I'll just say that it's strange to me when people are so detached, but they're so blind, like blind to their own detachments. Um, obviously, there's a lot when you got yourself working with the big wheels or some kind of conglomerate corp situation that they lose sight. And this has happened with the place that let me go a little bit because they used to be on a vacation, traditional family value of being on vacation for the whole company between Christmas and New Year's. And as I drove up to teach yoga and past that place, I noticed there were a lot of cars. They all were being made to go back to work for a few days in between Christmas and New Year's. And I can guarantee you that the founders of that company, that was never their intention. They were always with the good intention of keeping it a family company that gives people time with their family. And right before the, I was laid off, I would get railed for every time I tried to email for a vacation. I'd earned so much, they didn't want me to have it or use it or take it all at once. It was like, use a half a day at a time or use it just a Friday or just use, don't take four days in a row. Like, don't take it like a Friday and a Monday. Is it, is it critical? Like, that was what the, the call came in in August. You're wanting like a Monday and a Friday, like two days right around the weekend that puts you all four days like is it critical is it critical and I should have just said yeah it's critical life or death instead I, you know what I did I was dedicated and I went ahead and canceled some of my vacation time a lot of good that did me because they kind of forgot I existed in 2020 <laughs> they literally just forgot I existed got me the chop you know what I mean I go into work even on days when I was like drained or not feeling like I could really um, put on a happy face, I would do it anyway. I would put on the happiest face I could and I would go in and 
then they continue to put me into situations with coworkers and supervisors who were literally giving out emotional abuse to not just me, but to other people. And then I became so, it's almost like it didn't even bother me when they did it to me anymore, but it became tedious for me to see other people like new hires trying to do the best they could. And as soon as they walked out of a room, you walk, you watch the new person walk out of the room and everybody has something to say. I'm like, is this high school? (laughs) It's not high school. We're at work. So the more I think about things and the more I ponder things, I'm like, what should I do? So I had that situation this morning. I went to my teacher, everybody in the office hours, which is like a learning lab class thing. Everybody got quiet except for the teacher. And what she recommended, my teacher said, it's time for some journaling when something like this comes up. Because in the professional world, she said, it's really good to put things in writing. Whether if you need to address it with that person or just address it with yourself. Put it in writing like this came up. I need clarification on that. Or maybe just some uh, journaling to recognize what's happening. So a lot of what yoga does is it makes you recognize the patterns that surround your life. And one of my other teachers, like another another teacher, I had approached with another similar situation. She said, you know, Julie, I'm noticing this is becoming like a pattern for you. So she said, whether if you decide to remove yourself from that situation entirely or not, that's maybe it's like you already know the answer. But it's important that you decide what you need to do for you. And so I'm not going to remove myself entirely. In order to dive deeper, I'm going to continue to teach as much as I can at the parks and rec type places. Uh, but when it comes to this, the conglomocorp type stuff, I'm only going to do like lunchtime. Or maybe like 6 a.m. classes or 12 o'clock classes. I'm no longer going to do what I did on my schedule like, For example, yesterday, I get up at like 4 a.m., start my day, I have like, what, three classes in the morning, Um, then I have like three classes in the uh, afternoon slash evening, so all together, my work day isn't, (laughs) I have breaks in between, but my work day isn't done, it goes like from 5 to 7, it's really a waste of gas. <laughs> it's not a waste. I should just say that I should stack it together. If I take a 12 o'clock class, it's going to be easier for me to stack my schedule where I'm not driving all over hell and back. <laughs> so what do you think? Do you think that I'm in the wrong for trying to hand out my business cards in a place that told me I could hand out my business cards? I mean, I understand this is like future enrollees that I was handing out cards to and their parents Um, I was told to just let them enjoy the time with their parents as they come in, which I understand that too, but I only gave out like nine cards out of what looked like 400 people coming in. I don't really see, I don't really see that I did anything wrong, (laughs) but I mean, I didn't think I was doing anything wrong either the day I wore a toboggan in there, but, uh, boy, do I continue to learn. And that's what I say about all the distractions It's just an opportunity. Every distraction we get that distracts us from whatever our goal is, that distraction is now a new lesson. I look at distractions like lessons. Welcome in the lessons. (laughs) 
welcome them. Uh, thank you so much for taking your time. I know that everybody's busy, so thanks for taking your time to listen to my um, complete going off the deep end. It's like TGIF. Thank God it's Friday. I had 19 classes this week. Um, ready to unwind. Just trying to figure out a few things and how I'm going to handle it. Um, Another thing I wanted to touch on is I really think I've been looking at the business thing all wrong. Um, I keep thinking brick and mortar and I'm just backpedaling now on the brick and mortar ideas. I'm going to continue to learn about brick and mortars. I've never had my own brick and mortar. And looking into this more deeply, it looks like a brick and mortar is going to be, unless I have a huge fund saved, like a huge padding of money, it's not going to be enjoyable for me. I won't feel safe. I'm just going to be worried all the time. Um, I'm just going to be stressed out. If I don't have every little detail handled, I'm not going to enjoy having my own studio if it causes me like a financial crisis. So instead of looking at it that way, I'm going to start looking into, there are some really great places around here. I'll just name one of them. We've got a place north of me. It's quite a drive. It's not a huge drive. It's a nice little drive up north. I guess it was, I would say it takes me 45 minutes to get there. And people drive all the way from Kentucky down here to Alabama to get to Terrapin Creek. And you can look up pictures of Terrapin Creek online if you want to. Anyway, one of my yogis teacher, my yogi teacher who was actually my, what I would consider my number one guru, she rented out this lodge space, like a lodging space right by the creek. And she was encouraging everybody to rent a kayak at the time. You know, like get the lodge, get the kayak, go into the water. Um, we were on a tight budget at the time. I almost didn't go. I think she gave me a little bit of a discount <laughs> compared to what other people got because she put me into like one of the smaller cabins. And I had been coming to her classes at the park. And I think she knew that I wasn't really making enough money to afford her classes. Because her classes at the studio were well worth every penny she asked. I just didn't have the $90 for six weeks, I think it was. I'm trying to remember. So that's that's what I'm thinking it was. I think it was $90 for six weeks of unlimited. Totally worth every penny. I didn't have it at the time. Um, I kind of wish she was back. <laughs> anyway, she encouraged me to go on her retreat. And she checked out all those cabins and decided to just rent the whole space. And then she filled it up with people who wanted to do yoga by the creek. And it was really nice. So that's the kind of stuff that, as a 500-hour certified yoga teacher, that's the kind of stuff I should be doing. I should be, like, pulling up my money to rent out a place for like a retreat, you know, I can drive up there 45 minutes, teach a bunch of yoga to people who've rented the space for me. And what they, what the teachers typically do is they rent out the space and then they cover their time, their money by charging per person in a profit way, like in a way that makes sense for profit. So when I look at what other teachers are doing, Let's just say, I'm just throwing an example out. I'm not saying a real teacher. Let's just say a random teacher. Um, certified teacher rents out a retreat in Mexico. And it's like this space for 
ever how many number of people, it's like $2,000 and they have farm to table food or whatever. So what they would do is take up how many, figure out how many places that they need to fill and they sell tickets, of course, um, making sure that the profit margin is huge. <laughs> now, some of them don't charge a lot, but most of them, not all, I'm being very careful with my words because some of these retreats are very affordable, but you know, you can pay up to two, three, four, five thousand dollars $5,000 for like a one week yoga retreat. And then that might even be like a partially inclusive and, you know, they'll take you on tours or whatever. It's usually like guided tours of the place or whatever. They have an itinerary and um, just different things to do surrounding the place. Now, I'm not going to do a retreat in Mexico. I'm not going to front like two grand. But if the Terrapin Creek, um, if it makes sense and I can get enough reservations, it, it would be a perfect place. There's a few other places that they're perfect locations. However, run by the government makes it like way less affordable because they've revamped some of these places and they want their money back. <laughs> they're really proud of it and they really want to make their money back. So I've got to kind of feel it out and figure it out because I love doing outdoorsy stuff. Like I love to go to the farmer's market, even when I don't make sales, I'm like, yay, I'm outside all day. <laughs> I want to be outside all day. Um, I love to hang out outside uh, when it's nice outside. So what I'm going to do is figure out what I'm, where, where I should be. I've already been invited to an alpaca farm and I really need to go and visit with her and we're going to have alpaca yoga. It's a little cold yet, but I think that would be fun. And I asked her about making it into a whole, like, retreat weekend. And I don't think that she's really looking forward to that idea. I kind of wish I would have saved it until I talked to her about it in person. But maybe it's not too late. Uh, a lot can be read into text. Like, when I send a message and some ideas and tell her I've got a few different ideas about the way we can have this alpaca yoga event. I think all she wants is us to just unroll the mats and do the yoga in the alpaca farm. Like she wasn't thinking and like make a whole weekend of it. She just wanted one class. She doesn't think anybody's going to want to camp there, but she doesn't know the people I know. <laughs> like if you got a lot of land, <laughs> like at least a little bit of space, um, you never know. Maybe, maybe not. I don't know. I don't think the alpacas going to like do anything they're just going to like watch us yoga <laughs> they're just ambience i guess really it's not like goat yoga and you're not going to catch me having a goat climb on me for my yoga practice not in a million years um yeah so that's pretty much all i wanted to cover um trying to choose some sort of form of clarity instead of feeling confused all the time uh, I feel like communication is key and I'm back to, I'm stuck in a place where I have to communicate with emails with so many people rather than like face to face and actually knowing where somebody's like, if you need somebody, it's good to know like, Hey, they're right there. And sometimes that happens. Sometimes it doesn't. Um, I want to be that person who is like really dependable, always right where I say I'm going to be. Um, 
even when I have my alarm set for 4 a.m., I go to bed like terrified I'm going to oversleep. So I'm definitely not taking on any 5 a.m. classes this summer and maybe never again <laughs> with these 5 a.m. classes. It does help me to get up early. It does. I've talked about that. It helps my energy to flow. It's just a lot of, um, it's just extra stress for me because I have too much anxiety to overload my 5 a.m. classes. That being said, I would also like to say that the, the ones I've been working with in the morning, all of the people who come in the morning so far, they are a joy and a delight. There is no way that I can even express how much I love them. In fact, they're the only reason I haven't quit. If you're listening and you come to my classes, like you're the number one and only reason that I haven't quit. <laughs> So take some joy in knowing that you're helping me to continue to work out. I'm like going to re-embrace myself this summer. Uh, I'm not going to quit my job. I'm just going to take some more time to... I've already been into a place where I have more time, but I really want to make it where I'm nurturing myself and finding self-care around the clock rather than just like an hour here and then at two and then maybe again at like 9 p.m. I get an hour. Like that's, it's just too much stress because of the fact that I'm eating my dinner at 8.30 and it's like, man, I get up in seven hours. I'm not trying to convey, definitely not trying to convey that I don't want to do the things that I'm doing. I signed up for it. I put my name down for it. And believe me, I'm going to do it to the best of my ability all the way through. I'm going to see it out. I'm going to see it through. It's just that eating dinner, <laughs> even even if I try to eat before, getting home at like 8 and then like look at the clock and go, oh, it's 8 and I get up in 8 hours. It's a little weird, um, just a little off-putting because I like to get a nice full 8 hours of sleep. It hardly ever happens. <laughs> this morning I woke up without my alarm clock because I got to sleep in until 5 a.m. <laughs> it felt like, it felt like I'd overslept. Because I got up at 5 and I'm usually getting up at 4. It was really strange. It was very dark still. 5 a.m. It's very dark. My carport light's blown out. So I'm going to have to figure out a way to get that changed. I don't even have the right kind of ladder. Uh, what am I going to do? I have too many things going on. Alright, so I'm going to end this podcast right now. And I'm going to enjoy my time. I've got plenty of time this, this evening to do whatever I want. Um... I would recommend to you to follow suit and maybe just make some time for yourself. I realize it's different for all of us. Uh, Self-care looks different to everybody. The amount of time you maybe can afford yourself, that looks different to everybody. But whatever you're doing, just appreciate the chapter of your life that you're in right at this moment. Whatever that is. And wherever you're at, whatever you're doing, thank you so much for listening to my podcast. I'm going to continue to share with you what's happening. And as I grow, as I learn, I'm going to um, share with you. Oh, and yeah, NASM. Uh, they gave me my money back on that app, except for $2. They kept $2. They really want their $2. Um, I don't know why, but this app does not function in Sweden. The feeds need to work out too. So whatever. My clients are all over the place. Give me the app all over the world. If you are a trainer and you use an app that's worldwide and accepted in all countries, let me know what app that is, especially if you know of a free one, because I don't really want to pay 
for a fitness app. I've already paid for this certification. I feel like that they should give it to me for free because, you know, it's part of what I did. I've already paid them once. Have a great day. Um, if you have any questions about your yoga practice, if you have any questions about weightlifting, if you have any questions about your cardio programming, if you have any questions about self-inquiry and what that looks like, let me know. I can help you with journaling. I can help you with your workout. I'm here for you. I am devoted to holding space, even though I just finished saying I'm making more space for myself. I'm definitely here for all of you. Have a wonderful day. Whatever you're doing, enjoy it. Bring a smile to your face and be happy. Namaste.